TK Kirkland show. Yeah. Wait. Don't let them play you. I'm trying to save you. If somebody use your time, make sure they pay you. Pay attention, really listen. I hope you understand. Execute your vision. Go and get it. Be a man. Save your money, motherfucker, for another day. We got the book and the album on the fucking way. This generation is full of hate. Always wearing what the next man making. They never want to see the next man making. 2018, let's have a gangster conversation. Like how to treat a woman. Take care of your kids. Gotta take responsibility for what you did. I do it to inspire. Take your mind a little higher. Like her name on the degree. Not her name on the flyer. Yeah, boss moves. We just doing what a boss do. We all now and we off you. It's true. The TK Kirkland Show. The great Angela Yee. Hey. What's going on, lady? How are you? I'm doing good. So what you up to? You chilling? Yeah, I'm in the house. Oh, okay. Finally. Mm-hmm. Let me say hi everyone, my son. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the great Angela Yee from the Breakfast Club and lip service on the show. And as always, we just keep it 100 on the show and just take it easy. So, Angela, I've been trying to get you on the show for a while. You know, I normally don't do, like, a lot of questions. I just like talking and all that good stuff, you know. But what I um, the last time I spoke to you, I really want young women who are coming up in this business and radio personalities and trying to do radio and all that kind of stuff, let them know how you got your start. Well, as far as in radio, before I started doing radio, I was doing other things. Like, I was doing marketing. I was writing bios. I was an assistant. Whoa. I basically did, like, a million other things before I started doing radio. Is that and, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think it was my marketing background that helped me a lot with what I do for radio. I, the reason I even got the job, I wanted to get a job in marketing and serious. Yeah. And they were like, why don't you try to do the morning show? Because they need a woman on there, like a sidekick. I was like, okay. okay, and that's how it happened. But I had some good relationships already with people in the music business. Right. So I was able to, like, book things and then really market myself. And that's how things really started happening for me. Oh, that's see, I never knew that. So was you good? So you had to be good at your marketing thing. Yeah, I did good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, really, like, that was, um, I always said I was going to be this marketing executive in life. Right, right. And you never, so the radio thing is something that just really came out of nowhere. Yeah, it fell in my lap. Like, basically, it was just timing. The timing was, you know, I, and truthfully, and this is why I think sometimes bad things happen in life and we have to turn that into a good thing. Right. The real reason was, like, before I even approached Paul Rosenberg, that was Eminem's manager, about um, the marketing job, I had just lost my job. And I had just broken up with my boyfriend. I climbed in the window and caught him in bed with another girl. And so <laughs> the next day I was like, you know what? I'm about to change my whole life and get a whole new job. So I went online. I was just looking at different job openings. Right. And that's when I saw the serious job in marketing available. So when I called right. to find out about that, it led to me being on the air. Wow, that is awesome. So what 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 kind of man had you um, tripping? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> it's when I was a lot younger. Um, <laughs> but this is funny. So I had this ex-boyfriend, right? And right. he lived in the Bronx. 
And it was always like a very going to the Bronx. I lived in Derby at the time. It was okay. always a long drive, right? Because I lived right. in Derby City. So okay. sometimes the traffic, it would take me like an hour and a half to get there. So I used to know he used to cheat on me, but he'll never, you know, guys don't admit that. Right, right. So I used to do this thing. I would be like, what are you doing? And if he didn't answer, I would be like, I'm on my way to your house right now. <laughs> so I think I did that too many times, but I wasn't really going. I just was saying that. Right. <laughs> just so whatever he was doing, he'll be nervous. That's so, so this particular true. time, I was in the city, and I said, I'm on my way to your house right now. And I really went. And it's the only time I ever really went. All right. So he was texting me back, but he wouldn't answer the phone. So I was like, okay, you want to play around? I went, <laughs> I went to his house. His car was in the driveway, so I knew he was home. Right. He was the kind of person who drove everywhere. Right. And so I'm like, well, your car's in the driveway. I know you're home. And he was like, oh, I roll with my boy, which he never does. All right. And so I was like, all right. And it was summertime. The screen was in the window. I just took the screen out and stepped in. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. So you broke in his house. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know that. Yeah, caught a so, cop. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he was in, and the, so he was sitting on the edge of the bed looking nervous, like with his head on, the, his hand on the phone, and right. the girl was under the covers naked. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. But he was looking stressed. He was like sitting on the edge of the bed, because I had so, rang the bell like a hundred times before I went in the house. So was the girl thin, but she was so thin she thought she could hide? I don't know what she. Well, I mean, she just got scared, and then she was like in the on the at the um in the corner of the bed. I was like, you know who I am, and she was just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and wow. he told her to get out, and he was like, nah, she's nothing, and she got dressed and left, and then after she left, I left. Man, and you know the, what else I did that was really weird before I left? I called his mom. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I called his mom. I said, I just want to let you know. <laughs> So why do women always call the guy's mom <laughs> like the mom? Because I would get him in trouble. <laughs> you know he's a grown man, right? <laughs> he ain't look like one. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Man. But, you know, and it's good that you're sharing this because what people, when they see you, hear you on the radio, see you on the show, they never think of you as an ordinary person that you go through real-life situations. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't go through them situations anymore, but... Right. I would never do that again. Man. So now, how have you grown, though, relationship-wise? Like, like usually your people's mistakes make them better, I think. So what did you take from your past that makes your relationship great now? Well, I think that when you know that somebody is doing something, just because you haven't witnessed it firsthand or they haven't admitted Mm -hmm. it, you know when you know, you know? So right. there's just certain things. Like, I remember I had another ex-boyfriend, and he called me by accident. And you know how y'all will do, like, just lie to the dust. <laughs> he called me by accident. He butt-dialed me while he was with a girl. So I could right. hear the girls and him talking. So uh-huh. I was like, hello, hello. And I was like, hold up. And what was even more embarrassing is I was in a car with one of my friends. Right. So we were on the Bluetooth. <laughs> And she's like, wait a minute, is he with a girl? I was like, that's what it sounds like. So we're just wow. listening, and then I guess he must have realized and hung up. So then I called him back, and he answered, and I was like, where are you? He's like, I'm at my boy's house. I said, let me talk to him. Right. He's like, he went to the store. <laughs> <laughs> but we believe what we want to believe because he right, tried sure. to convince me 
that I didn't hear what I heard. Like, I just hung up and I didn't talk to him for a couple of days. Right. And then I'm like, well, maybe it was his friend's sister for real. Like, you know, you start thinking that. But it's like, you know what it is. You don't need to see it. I'm laughing. I got this big <laughs> smile on my face, right? <laughs> Knowing that you experience something of this nature. Now, I'm glad so I didn't have a big smile about all my pain and suffering. <laughs> yeah, I got this big smile. You know, you know, one, I think you're one of the funniest people in the world. Like the people, world, no. Yeah, let, 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 let me explain something to you. I know a lot of people, and I started a lot of people, right? And I, I have an eye and an ear for comedy. And when I tell people from, um, that's been listening to me that, yo, that that Angela Yee is hilarious, People been hitting me every now and then from watching you on the breakfast club saying, yo, she is really funny. And I, I just think you're sharp. So, like I said, we, we'll, we'll talk about that another time because I got something in the works that I'm going to do something for a few people. But you definitely on top of my list. And, you know, you hey, gotta, can I ask you something because I'm used to yeah. being an interviewer? Yeah. What about some things that you've done? Say it one more time. What about some things that you've done to women? Like, I know you've had fantasies of breaking in and all that. I'm going to tell you some things I've done that's interesting, right? I've mm-hmm. always been a man of teach a lesson. Mm-hmm. It's always been my philosophy in life that I got to teach a lesson. I'll give you an example. I remember one day I'm doing a video. I'm in Miami. I'm doing the video, and I got to go um, to L.A. to shoot a video with Ice Tea. So I meet this girl up in Jersey. She flies down with me. We get to L.A. We do the video. And when I come from doing the video, she's in the car asleep. <laughs> and when she slides over, there's a phone number underneath her butt, right? I said, who <laughs> number is this? She says, oh, this guy was at the, in the video. said he want to give me and you massages. I said, ah, is that right? Okay. So... We went to the hotel, we checked in, we went to this club afterwards in L.A. back at that time. I thought I was like really the man. So we walk in, and everybody's like, oh, it's a TK. I turn around three seconds later, answer her, I can't find the bitch, right? <laughs> she already on the dance floor dancing. <laughs> and I'm like, what kind of motherfucking shit is this? So um, we get back, we go back to the hotel, we, we do our thing. The next morning, this was a few years ago, my, I, my iPhone wasn't out there. It was a sprint phone, and the phone went down. It wasn't working. So I had to go to um, a sprint store at that time to try to get my numbers. This is when, when you lost your numbers back in the day. You wasn't getting them back. Do you remember that time? Do you remember if you lost your data or your phone broke down? It, was it wasn't backed up, right. Yeah, it wasn't backed up. So it took all day. To make a long story short, I got a show that night. She's taking forever. I leave her. I left her. I come <laughs> back. I come back to, that night. She's laying across the bed. Here's another phone number that she <laughs> has to hide on the nightstand. And one of my homies is in the hotel. So I said, yo, how the fuck did you get Gucci's number? He said, oh, I was in the lobby. And he said, they give you his number. I said, how did he got his number? So I didn't know what time it was with her, right? <laughs> so that next morning, we getting dressed. I'm brushing. She's brushing. We go to the airport. I say, hey, I'm going to drop you off and take the rental car back. I never went back. I left my ass in L.A. Damn. <laughs> no, you sound like a good time, though. But, 
Yeah, but here's the thing. Me and that girl are still friends to this day. I was going to say, she sounds like a good time. Yeah, she, me and her are friends to this day. Then I remember one, another time, another girl in L.A. now, I flew her to New York. We flew first class. I didn't pay for it. This was me. I had to hook up on credit card fraud, and you could pay for the <laughs> tickets for free. So I was doing this first class thing. Oh, I was really doing it. So we get to um, New York City, got the limo driver picking us up, and but she had the flu. So I had to go do an event over in Jersey. I left the hotel. But my homie was coming in town from Chicago. So I called about 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. She's not picking up the phone because I'm checking on her. I also called a few of my homie meeting in town. He wasn't picking up the phone. Oh, uh, you know what it is. Fucking, right. I said, oh, you fucking her. So I come back to the hotel about 3 o'clock in the morning. She's not in my room. And this, this is on the concierge floor. So you can hear everything real quiet at 3 o'clock in the morning. So I go in my room, because so I don't know the room he's in. All of a sudden, I hear a door open. I open my door. Then she come walking down the hall with a T-shirt button on underneath. And I'm like, where the fuck? I said, where the fuck you think you're going? And she's looking. So I shut the door. I go in the room. I'm throwing all her shit in the hallway. Like, just throwing it, throwing it. But my man wasn't a man. He should have said, yeah, TK, I fucked the bitch and she ain't shit or whatever. He trying to defend her, right? And say so, it right. Like, she just needed a place to crash. Or, like, right, exactly. Exactly. You know, so I'm like, yo, you got to be kidding me. So, and that's funny that you talk about calling mothers because I called her mom. You called her mother? Yeah. Now, let me tell you why I called her mom, right? Because before I could go out with her, I had to meet her mom. Wow. I had to meet a mom. It was one of them things situations. I had to meet a mother. That's so serious. I, yeah, that's serious. I met a mom. But when I met a mom, I knew she probably wasn't shit, right? Because I could tell back in the day, the mama was out there. She was a beautiful old lady who had been probably used and abused through the, to the, to the, to the taking different guys that she had made it. My so you point, started dating her mom. No, no, didn't say the mom, though. <laughs> yeah, but watch where I'm going with this, right? So the next day, me and my homie, we still cool because I can't hate him because he got with her, right? So we go to this event. I put her out. Angela, the Jew, the young lady met a rich white man. And there was at the Hyatt right there on Grand uh, on Park Avenue. You know that, that was the train station? Mm-hmm. It was at that hotel. You know, she wound up meeting a rich white man stayed in New York for another four days. Well, she's resourceful. Yeah, she stayed another four days. So I took, I had took her plane ticket as well. You took so her plane ticket, I took her scam plane ticket. Yep, I sure did. I canceled that motherfucker. <laughs> you wasn't getting back on my dime. But she oh wound up meeting the dude in the D. The it was like pretty woman. Right, exactly. Yep, that's how I went. It sure did. I was like, whoa. So you really did help her out in a way. Yeah, see, I like the way you think because it it turns the negative into a positive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to turn the negative into a positive. Right, yeah. And that was my thing back in the day of I was teaching people's lessons. And I remember another time in Vegas, I had this girl out here. She was trying to tell me, not to tell me, trying to tell me what to do with my daughter. I took her shit. You know, you ever went to Outback restaurant? My dad loves that place. 
Yeah. Now you see you see the bench that they have outside. I can't remember that. That's my dad's spot. Okay, so there's a bench that they have outside that you can sit down and wait. So mm-hmm. she made me so mad that I brought all her sugar out back and left it on the bench and mm-hmm. left her. Wow. And me That's, and her really, are still friends really with How are you still friends with everybody that you do stuff like this to? Do you know do what it is? Yeah, I think it's because I think as they get older, they realize they was wrong. Okay, so you're not friends right away. Say it again. Like, like you don't become friends right away. It happens after a period of time. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it happens over, over years. We talk about years now. This is years. Because I think all of us one, my main thing is like when right after things happen, you can't be friends with somebody. No, right. You'll forgive it and move on after like right. a year or two. Yeah, that's definitely the situation. Yeah, I told you. And you really can only do that. Mm-hmm. Hey, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm back. Okay, you just had me over here writing down some stuff. I'm trying, I just thought of some good questions for my podcast. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that's good. While I'm talking yeah. to you, I was like, let me write this down right now. <laughs> yeah, because one of the things that's important is um, for people to understand how you can really grow from situations depending on how much you want to hold on to um, a situation. I'm writing this down. This is so bad because mm-hmm. I have this book, but this is so ratchet. Yeah, because you know, so you can grow from things, but what's going on in in the in the game today is that um, when a man tries to be a gentleman, women look at it as being thirsty, and when a woman is shaking her ass and and, and just wanting likes, and a guy is trying to holler at her. She thinks that he uh, just wants some pussy, and that's not always the case, if that makes any sense. Right. No, I feel you. You know, and it, it, it's just crazy the way all this stuff has um, changed since I was a youngster. You know, it's yep. just like really crazy. it's really crazy out here. But you, it's probably also because you changed, too. You ever think your oh, yeah. things haven't changed, but you changed? So there's younger people doing what you used to do, but you look at things differently? <laughs> well, you know, I'm a very open-minded person and the way that um, men don't work, the way men don't um, use women like moving it with them and not giving a woman, like if you're really serious about moving it with a woman, I truly feel you should give uh, first and last month's rent. I really do believe that if you're really <laughs> serious. And if you can't make it and if you break up, right, you just leave. You know, because when I travel this country and guys say they move in with women, I say, is your name on the lease? And they'll nope. say, no. I say, well, guess what? You are a renter. What if it's a mortgage? His name ain't going to be on the mortgage if you own a house. Right. But see, mortgage is different, you know. And what men should always think about is that if you're helping to pay a mortgage and your name is not on the mortgage, you are really losing. Because, see, it's a business when, you, when, you, when you're helping someone pay a mortgage. And when you're helping them pay a mortgage, it's a business, meaning when they sell that house, they'll get equity. But you also that, are paying for a roof over your head. Yeah, but it's still a business. No, no, what you're saying is absolutely right. That's why Because it's not like he did mm-hmm. the down payment and all of that. Right. It's, that's true. But over time, let's say a person lives for like 10 years and they're paying a the mortgage. That's a lot of money. Right. But this people that pay rent for 10 years, that's the same as a mortgage. Right, but that's what I'm saying. If you're serious about a woman, ladies and gentlemen who listen to the show, you make sure you put your name or ask them to put their name on the mortgage 
so that when you refi or you sell that home, you get some of your money back. I just really believe it. I just really think it's true. I've been in a situation like that years ago. Where you I, <laughs> let me tell you something. I was paying the mortgage, and when me and that girl broke up, um, she took out a um, what did she do? She took out a, a second mortgage on the house, and she took that money and got her titties done and a tuck <laughs> and all that. But I was so in love with my daughter, right? I didn't care. I was paying the first mortgage and the second mortgage until we actually really just went out the way. Now, that's resourceful. Yeah. And the thing about life is that when you think that you have love sometimes and you go through all these um, trials and tribulations, yeah, it might be a costly mistake, but you use it as an expensive lesson. That's why you have to It's a write-off. It's a write-off and an expensive lesson because from Angela Yee to I even seen Luke, I even seen Aaron Hall, I even seen some of the coldest guys that you would think would never have problems with women and vice versa have these type of problems. So problems doesn't – anybody can get it. Now, do you think that you could ever move from being the mistress, you know, that's a man's version of a mistress, to being the main? Like would you trust somebody if they were cheating with you? And what do you mean cheating, cheating, cheating with you? Like if, if somebody had a man or a husband – they cheated with you, and then they said, I want to be with you instead. You know, it's good that you brought that type of question up because most men won't do that. And I'm just going to what I mean. Most men will say to a woman that if you, could, if, if you, if you break up with your dude, mean you could be together. But in my situations, when I have been that other guy, I was always lying. <laughs> you didn't want her to break up? <laughs> nope. <laughs> So why don't you just say that? Well, here's the thing with life. You never really say it. <laughs> you, <laughs> just be like, nah, this situation is good like it is. See, see, here's what I found in life. Most people think that they can handle the truth, but in actuality, I think you have to lie just a little bit. Let me tell you why. Depending, most women are very vulnerable and very sensitive. You got someone who's strong like yourself, but I, I think you're strong, but you do have that one dude out there that can make you lose your mind. We all have that person. And my point is that if you tell a person too much or the truth, it can really affect them down the line and their relationships and as a person. And I've been there. I've dealt with people that I really enjoyed, but they were so mentally damaged from previous relationships, I didn't want to be bothered. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would date I would date women because I used to always look at me as the, what's the word, um, the player who helped out the family, right? But you just got <laughs> benefits. Like you got benefits. I would fuck you, take you on trips, right? Give you a turkey for Thanksgiving for the family. Right. And I would treat you to make sure that you was, you was fucked so good and treated so well that you stayed in the relationship. Because I would also count for you. Like, you know, they in the bed, like, you know, because I really don't want you to be with me. You ain't got your shit together. But you know what? Since you've got a family and you can just do, let me show you what you need to do to try to make this thing work out. And I've done that for years. Well, that's mighty nice of you. <laughs> I've done that, and I say for years, for years. 
And I'm kind of proud of it in a way. You know, I never really told nobody that uh, issue. Now, let's talk about business. Yeah, you sound like an ideal side dude. All right, go ahead. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about business. I see that you opened up um, a juice company. You're into, and I know you've got a lot of real estate in Michigan and all that. Now, what led you to all that? I mean, you have um, some of the guys who are just your mindset is set that way. It's, I'm, I'm My mindset was never about opening business previously mm-hmm. because I never had money like that. Right. But I think that once you level up and you start making some money, you have to start thinking, like, my money can't just be sitting in the bank. Right. And with that, you know, I learned a lot about business. And I will say in our position, we have a lot of access. Yes. You know, we have access to people. We have access to finances. We have access to um, get more finances, to get loans from the bank. We know mm-hmm. people that we can partner up with. People come to you with ideas. Yeah, And it's just true. really figuring out what are you passionate about. And also for you to approach people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we want to, like, keep those ideas to ourselves or we just feel funny asking people, like, it's a favor. Right. But really, like, sometimes people will be like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. You know, Say so the last part again. I said, and really, it's sometimes you go to people with an idea, and they're like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's do it. Right. That's true. So I think that we have to stop looking at it like, Oh, I'm not asking nobody for a favor. We have to look at it like this is something that's going to benefit both of us. You can't hear the sound. Can you call the sound? Yeah, hold on a second there. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, um, the, the people right here in the Christmas spirit that came into the spot and they're doing their thing and they want that on the air. <laughs> it's actually good, good for the spirit of what we have going on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, so, but that's good now. Now, tell me about your, what made you get into the, um, the smoothie thing, the first. So, you know, I get up every single morning at 4 o'clock in the morning. I've been doing morning radio now for 14 years, right? Okay. And so people were like, oh, you're used to getting up early, but you never get used to getting up early. Like, it right. always sucks. You never get enough sleep. Because I was proud of y'all. I really thought, I'm sorry to interrupt. I really that thought it was over, right? I really thought y'all was really on some crazy. I said, wow, for them to get up that early in the morning, what type of discipline is that? So I'm glad that you're sharing this with everybody. Yeah, no, it's never, ever easy. Like, every single morning, I hit snooze, like, four times. Okay. You know? Well, <laughs> and you ain't got the 2 o'clock, Angela. Not anymore. Okay, because I remember we was out one time, and you was like, TK, come hang out. I'm going to bed. I knew it was like 9, <laughs> it was like 9.30. That's know? not late, FYI. 9.30 is not late. That's not 2 o'clock. <laughs> I'm, I'm going, going to bed. That's <laughs> funny. But go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> But I think one of the things you learn as we get older that you have to take better care of yourself. You know, when I was right. younger, I could do things like stay up all night and go straight to work. Mm-hmm. And then just stay up and, you know, drink a soda and you'll be good. Right, like, I right. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink soda. You know, so I started off just drinking green tea every morning. Okay. And that was that was really helpful because it had caffeine in it. And it's better right. for you. So then after that, I was like, all right, I need more than just that. Because I'm not a breakfast person. Like, I hate eggs and all that heavy shit in the morning. Right. I'm not into, like, pancakes and, you know, it's just too much. Right. And in the morning, that's going to have me, like, half sleep. Right, right. So I was like, what can I do? So then I started going to Jamba Juice. And, you know, a lot of times at juice bars, if the juices, if the, um, juices are made from things that are frozen or pureed, it's really not good for you. And I didn't okay. know that. So I was just getting, like, let me get a strawberry banana smoothie, thinking that was good. But it really wasn't. So um, I did some more research, and then I was like, you know what? I started doing, like, juices at home, making my own, and it was really helping me get energy. Right. And 
and be even. Like, you don't want energy and then you crash. I want it to right. be even. Okay. So, South T had his juice bars in Yonkers and in the Bronx. So, I went to Yonkers to check it out. I was like, I want to open one of these in Brooklyn. And so, I approached him. And that's why I'm like, you can't be scared to approach people. Right. You have an idea. But just make sure when you approach somebody with an idea that it's there. Like, it can't be, hey, I was thinking we should just open a juice bar and you don't have no research mm-hmm. done or anything. Right. So and re- and relationships is too. Relationships mm-hmm. is important too. You got to be able to get along with the person. Right. And yeah, right. That's, but you know what? Sometimes you don't even know if you will or not. Because sometimes you could be best friends with somebody and you'll fall out over business. Yes, so true. That's true. I think it's unpredictable. But you know, I will say, like, don't come to somebody and be like, "I have an idea. I want to start a podcast," and you don't have no idea what your podcast is about. Right. Like, how much it's going to cost? I think it's so important when you're serious about something. Do the research. Yep. You know, so you have a real idea, a proposal, everything, because no one's going to take you seriously. Right, you just go, true. hey, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And you, I, I know you get a lot of those, because I know I do, too. Yeah. And you'd be like, okay, I can't take this seriously. Now, if somebody comes to you and is like, look, this is what I, it's like Shark King. When you watch mm-hmm. Shark King, you see people that have these great ideas. And you look at the people, well, have you started doing it already? Is there a need for this in the marketplace with a brick-and-mortar location? Is this a great location for this particular business? You know, you have to pull the comps for everything in the area, see mm-hmm. how the other business is doing. There's a lot of things. You can't just say, I want to open a business. That's so true. I mm-hmm. like the way. I'm glad that you're saying this with people. Now, what do you do as far as your health? Are you, are you uh, when I say health, are you protected? You got a will, you got a trust, you got insurance and all that to protect yourself. It's so funny you said that about a will. One of my friends just did her will, right? Okay. And I don't have one. I have life insurance, and I just got life insurance this year. Okay, at least you're honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, people used to tell me, like, if you don't have kids, you don't need life insurance, and clearly that's not true. That's not but, true. But, um, yeah, so my she has a son, so she just got her will done, and after Kim Porter passed, it really, right. like, stuck a chord with her. And she was like, you know what? Even though it's, like, a sad thing to do, I need to make sure I do my will. Because the last thing you want is for, like, the people who love you to have to worry about, okay, she's going to get this. That's annoying. It's annoying. So she said her grandmother, when she did um, her will and her life insurance, she already paid for um, where the service was going to be for her funeral. And she did that when she was young. And she already paid for her cemetery class. So all you had to do really was show up and invite people. Wow. And I think that's a very considerate thing to do. I agree. I definitely have a lot of guts to do that. Yeah, I have a will. I have a trust. You know, in my show, I talk about the trust and the will thing a lot because um, a lot of my friends in New York who got robbed and murdered and other kind of stuff, they wanted to um, go fund me and all that. And I used to see them out with the benzes and the jewelry. And I'm like, yo, you got to be kidding me that y'all are not taking care of this situation or not, not think about life after death. Because I tell people all the time, you're dead a lot longer than you're alive. <laughs> and, and people laugh like you do. Yeah, and, and what I try to do is if you leave someone a large sum of money, you never leave them the principal, you always leave them the interest and let them live up the interest. And you put your money into a trust, right? And this is how you can start um, a generational wealth. It doesn't have to be with the money that you have in your savings or checking account. You could do it in insurance because if you put it in a revocable trust, right, it's going to grow no matter how long 
you keep it in there. So if somebody's living up $10,000 a year or $3,000 a year, guess what? In 100 years, and it may sound far-fetched, in 200 years, that $10,000 is 300000 a year, 400000 right. a year, because it's definitely going to grow. And that's what I'm trying to get people, their mindsets right to deal with general. I'm, I'm going to do a whole huge thing on trust and life insurance in a couple of weeks because I talked about this so much that when I was in St. Louis, Prime <laughs> America, which is one of the most <laughs> insurance companies in the world, they came and stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> they came and stopped me. Man, it's like crazy. So I'm going to have one of the guys on the show. Tour. Say it again. I said they could be sponsoring the damn tour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know me. I'm already on top of all that stuff. They, they real, real excited. And I was really impressed. They thought I was an agent the way <laughs> I was talking about life insurance. But see, you make a lot people, of money if you were an agent and signed people up at the show? Yep, you're absolutely right. So you're on the same page I'm on. <laughs> and, and, and what's so cool, and the reason why I know about all that, see, my mom, my dad, and both my brothers all was gone before I was 40 years old. Wow. Yeah, see, my 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 dad drowned at the beach in Staten Island. The cops oh took God. my brother in Jersey City. They shot him like seven times. Um, and my youngest brother died of kidney failure. That's crazy. Yeah, all for us. So it's just me out here against the world. But I just think, you know, just staying focused, grinding, and doing my thing, and um, fitting, yeah, getting my fitness. Yeah, you know, I'm really proud of what I've done, you know, from the things that I've gone through to all the people that I help. And I saw the interview with D.L., and he showed about uh, naming his son after me and, I mean, after my son and all that kind of stuff. And I have so many stories like that. You know who else that I put on the map? Um, Lisa Ray. Oh, really? Yeah, me and Lisa. Have you ever interviewed Lisa Ray? Yeah, I have, a couple of yeah. times. Yeah, she'll tell you, T.K. Kirkland is, I should say, that is my boy. You know what's funny? I hosted, um, she had like an all-white party in Puerto Rico, like a whole Memorial Day weekend. Uh And I remember she definitely had a comedy show. (laughs) Yeah, me and her was real, real tight. And the other person is Jamie Foxx. Yeah, you ever interview Jamie, he'll tell you like, yo, T.K. Kirkman, the coldest thing that ever hit that mic. Yeah, I think that's so dope. And you know what's amazing about that is that like when other comics give you praise, Right. That way and give you props because there's so many people that act like, or will say they haven't had like much help, you know. Right, and, right, right. And there's so much beef that we see going on with people going back and forth with each other, and it does really help you out a lot more when you help other people out too. Yeah, I totally believe in that. Like, and business in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I know who I am, and my goal in life is I always try to help people. Like it's just something in me. That I'll put you on. You got to take it the rest of the way, but I got. I'll put you on because you got to have. See what made DL phenomenal? He understood. Like I gave him the game, and then he understood. Like I told him how never to stop working, how to do this job, how to do that, and he followed it to the T. Um, my guests followed all the way through. Um, other comedian Godfrey followed all the way through. So to see them successful and to know that they follow my game plan to the T, I just love it. Because some people look at everybody else as competition, too. Yeah, and you should look at them as competition a little bit to keep you sharp, but not in a negative way. It's competition. Like, i got to step my game up. Right, because every now and then I'll go see a great comedian, right, and I'll 
check them out to see, do I need to step my game up a little bit more? Do I have to elevate my style of comedy? Like you have the new comedians who are coming into this world now who um, do their thing off the Internet, right? They got popular Internet. I'm not against it. What I'm hoping is that their talent catches up to their fame. Mm-hmm. Listen, because I was they, there when you were just trying to give somebody a shot the other night. Ooh. Right, you were. Man. <laughs> and what I liked about her is that she, I don't think, I don't know if she's done a show since then. i got to check up on her. I, I think she has. Like I a, think she has. And see, as long as she keeps doing it, she's going yeah, to get better. Yeah, you got to keep doing it. And that brings us to now, Angela Yee, is what we're going to do with you as a comedian and a writer. Because, ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you <laughs> that from Mike Epps to Jamie Foxx to Sandra Bullock, people I put on, I know when someone got it. And, Angela, I think you are a talented person, and I really hope that you think about getting in front of that mic or really take that writing serious. But since writing. we talked about the writing, you mm-hmm. got to make sure whoever you hooked up with understands the formula of writing. And what I mean by that is, and you have to understand, too, if you get somebody that's new, you got to understand that you probably won't make no money until they blow up. So you want to do it not because you want to and out of the kindness of your heart, because you want to know that there's a check on the end of every time you finish a joke instead of doing it for free or watching somebody grow as a comedian, and it, and it takes 10 to 12 years. So but don't you think that you kind of have to, because it would be new for me too, right? Mm-hmm. Not expect money at first. Then you need to get somebody, start out with someone young, right? Start out with someone, start someone young and learn from there. And then as time goes, no, it's okay, young lady. It's good. No, fine. No. Um, I'm getting a little pedicure and, and, and a lot oh, of talking are? to you. Yeah, you know, I think I keep these dry feet together. Is that tickling your feet when they do the bottom? No, you know what? I'm not ticklish. I don't know why. That's weird. Now, that's just yeah. kind of a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see what I'm saying about you being funny? Yeah. No, who I, is not ticklish? I am not ticklish. Like, you can come tickle me under my ribs and everything. I'll look at you like you're crazy. That's so weird to me. Yeah, I'm not ticklish at all. That really means that you have, there's something mentally wrong with you. That's hilarious. Now, I just think I got a a, a, a very calm um, personality. I'm, I'm, I'm very, so yeah, I think I have nothing to do with anything. That's so funny. It's so if somebody took a feather and, like, lightly took a feather over you, you wouldn't Oh, no, you. not at all. We're not even. Hmm. Not even close. Not even close. Right. So what about this, uh, our boy that's got a lot to do with the dummy boy out? Oh, I only heard like three. I only listened to like three songs off of it. Yeah, the thing about that. Did you do the whole thing? No, I I I ordered it today just in case he um needs money for help us out. Oh, I mean you yeah. can order, but you can stream it too. You didn't have to wait for it to come in the mail. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I know you laughing, but I get my stuff in the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, you ordered a physical CD. Yeah, I ordered it. Not ordered. I mean, I, you know, I just. <laughs> I don't believe in that streaming stuff. Just like when people talk about my comedy album, right? They say, TK, mm-hmm. why you ain't streaming? But what, see, I'm old school. And I'm just saying to the people who are listening about Gangster Conversation, which went number two on Billboard and then on iTunes. See, yeah. I own my own label, right? And I get 80%. 
So when you stream, what people don't know about comedy albums, it takes 1,500 downloads of streaming to have one complete sale of one album. That's how. So it's good for music, but it's not good for stand-up comedy albums. Right, because on um, music they have playlists, and they'll put, and like, their playing. song on a random playlist. Right. But for comedy, they're not going to do that. Right, they're not going to do that. So that's why I did that. So a month later, still in the top 30, but still doing good. And I'm excited. That's a good, you know, that's a, that's a good check. And I'm building up a catalog um, for years down the line that I was trying to get other comedians to understand because you want to have a catalog. Because so many comedians perform for so many years. And when they get older, guess what? They don't have no checks coming in the mail. And I don't care if it's 12000 or 15000 every three months. It helps. Right. No, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I'll take it all day. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to me every time. Every time I spend a bunch of money, a check comes in somehow it, that right. I wasn't expecting. Right. I love an unexpected check. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Because what, what I want people to understand, no matter how successful you think Angela or uh, we are, we're smart business people. And what I mean by that is we spend, but we know we got another check coming in. Because there's so many people who spend, right, but don't never have nothing to replace the money that they're spending. That's crazy to me. No, I listen. I first of all, I've gotten so much better with money, but I will say it's easier to get better with money when you have some. It was a okay. lot harder when I, I didn't have that. it like that. Right. And you just, you know, struggling. And I had that when I was like just making ends meet. And right. so it is a lot harder then. But when you have, like, extra income coming in and okay. things are going well, then you can be like, hey, you should do this, you should do that. But, yeah, it's easy because, you know, you got your savings. You know, you have your trust. You know, you have a lot of things uh, and money coming in. But a lot of people don't have that right now. But mm-hmm. I, and I always say this, too, right? We can only complain about not making enough money for so long. At some point, right. you have to do something about it. That's so true. You know, like... I can't stand when people are like, I hate my job, I hate my boss, I hate my coworkers, but they go to work every day for years. Right, that's true. And never think about getting out of that box. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes getting fired could be the best thing that could happen to you. That's so true. Is sometimes you, you might stay in some place or getting laid off or, as we say, early dismissal. But right. for some people, they'll stay somewhere forever just because it's a check and complain and be miserable until they get fired. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, actually... I feel like a burden has been lifted off my shoulders. That's so true. Now, uh, what have you, have you going to start your own makeup line one day? Uh, I hadn't really thought about that. You know, for me, I think, first of all, I do think that's like a really oversaturated market, but then you see people like Rihanna or Kylie Jenner making mm-hmm. like billions of dollars. Millions. Yeah. something? It's amazing. Or like and a happy it, it, grass. And if she's making that kind of money, imagine what her distributor is making. Oh, tell me about it. They own the <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, because she don't own the company. She worked for somebody. Exactly. But they made her rich, too, though. Trust and believe. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'll take it. I, I'll take it. I don't mind making somebody else rich if I'm getting rich, too. Some people have a problem with that. Like, mm-hmm. listen, I will pay somebody to – I would rather get – give away 10% of a million dollars than keep all of $100,000. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do about the makeup level. thing? I think you should do that. Um, I don't know. It's not anything I, you know what? It's not anything I've ever really been that passionate about. And maybe okay. that's what it is. Like, I do have this press juice business that I'm, that's going to be starting in, like, less than a month. So okay, people can order subscriptions online and get the press right. juices delivered to them. And we're going to sell them in stores and at restaurants. 
my idea really with the press juices okay. is to get them in the club so that mm. you can mix that with your liquor instead of drinking like a nasty ass cranberry juice or the sour tasting mm. ass pineapple juice. But now you can have like a pressed apple ginger lemon juice and it's going to taste delicious with that vodka or with that Hennessy, you know? Sure. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. How are you going to, um, now, will that mix with the alcohol? Yes, it tastes delicious. Let me, I do that for brunch. I had tequila with my, you know, beets and ginger drinks. Right. And they taste so good. Pressed with watermelon, you know, all of that with, um, with some liquor. It, it tastes so much better and so much fresher than drinking, like, those pasteurized, like, terrible, not real fruit juices. Okay, all right. So then, uh, do you have your website and everything right up yet? Yes, it's drinkfreshjuice.com. Okay, can you say that a little slower because you talk so fast? Drinkfreshjuice.com. Okay, Is that an Asian joke? No, I'm just, you just said. <laughs> you came to pedicure. You better chill out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and when will you guys start to when you guys start delivering? It's supposed to be in three weeks. And I think okay. you'll be able to order before that, though. So if you go on the website, we just got everything approved. So they said after that, it takes three weeks. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Well, Angela, as always, I totally wish you the best. You know, I love you very, very dearly. I and love I, you. And, and this is another tip for you, though. Oh, January yeah, 3rd. Yeah, One more tip for you with the press juices. It makes you yeah. taste better. Oh, that's awesome. So that's a great reason to drink it. Like, it makes me taste better. It'll make you taste better. Right. And so if nothing else, and if you're not doing it just for health purposes, do it for sex purposes. Right. I like that, but I just love you, girl. You are the best. <laughs> so January 3rd, you know, I'll, I'll definitely uh, reach out to you, and I will see you I'm having you my party January 11th, and I expect Where you having that? It's in New York. I'm having a bowling party. Oh, that's gangster. Okay. So January 11th, I think I could definitely make that. Just send everything to my phone, and okay. I'll come in town just for that. All right. I appreciate All right. you, that. But you got to be on the same team as me, though. You think I'm going to be bowling? I'm just going to be there. You know, we don't go to bowling alleys to bowl. We don't go to skating rinks to skate. Uh, let me tell you something, right? When I say I can bowl, <laughs> um, when I say I can bowl, you bowl. But you're right. Even to this day, I used to get invited to ski trips, right, to ski park. They don't ski? Never. <laughs> Never. There's a lot of things we go to that we don't do. Right. That is so true. Yo, but everybody in the world. Yeah, Michael Bowen. Everybody in the world, this is the C.K. Kirkman Show with the great, great Angeli. Baby, may God bless you. May your pain be champagne. Okay, talk to you soon. Thank you, hon. No problem. All right, bye-bye now. Make sure you follow T.K. Kirkland on Instagram at T.K. underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.